Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favorite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Chronicle Towers. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast, a special kind of morning update of transfer deadline so far. Joined here by Lee Ryder and Chris Swarth. And for once, Lee, we are expecting some movement at Newcastle. It's not every transfer window we get to see this on deadline day. What is the latest from your understanding um, about the potential incomings? Well, expectancy is probably not the word I would say for me. You know, Rafa Benitez is... At the moment, he's a, he's not in a good place. He's, he's very disappointed with the way the windows ended. He heeded a lot of warnings, didn't he, in three of his press conferences over the summer. And, you know, yesterday he put a, a list of players, a fresh list, um, one of many lists this summer, put it towards his board. Uh, it included Marlon Santos, it included two other um, players with uh, Premier League experience. And um, he's still waiting to hear back on... I mean, the work permit thing with Santos is, is one thing that that could scupper that deal still. But the other two, um, you know, it's understood that he's been told they may not fit into the criteria. So it, it's round in circles. I think Alan Shearer done a really good thing on Five Live uh, when he said whoever comes in is having the same problems. He's banging my head against a brick wall, unfortunately. Um, yes, they may scrape a sign over the line. But even then, I think you know the damage may be done in terms of they've missed out on quality signings, they've missed out on some good opportunities, and you know it's been a very underwhelming window. For you, Chris, uh, we look at other teams that have come up this summer, like to Fulham, on the verge of reportedly spending another twenty-seven million on a midfielder from the French league. They've spent a lot of money. You look at Newcastle, and it is you can understand where the frustration lies. Yeah, for me, it's not even just about the money. I mean, the money is one element, but it's more. But he has made the point last summer and in the January in Newcastle in the Championship that other teams were strengthening where they needed to strengthen. You look at Newcastle's squad now, or what it's likely to be come 5pm tonight, and you compare it to what it was at the end of last season, and can you see in any position that they're significantly stronger? Up front you could possibly argue it, but they haven't got any more depth there, they've just got different players. Midfield, Keaton Young was like for like for Marino. They've actually lost a centre-back if they don't sign someone in the next few hours because Mbemba's gone, Shaw's come in, but Lejeune's out for the majority of the season. 
they haven't got cover at fullback. They've lost Sodoro and, and Gomez as far down as they were. There were bodies who could play there. Now, Dubravka and Kendi were already here. So I think that's a big frustration for Benitez that Newcastle finished 10th last season, but they're only a few points above 15th or 16th. And going forward, other teams such as Wolves and Fulham have come in and they're going to be stronger than the teams who've gone out of the league. And it, it really is going to be a season where Newcastle are going to have to priority first be avoiding relegation, as Benitez has said already. Uh, links today to Danny Ings again, uh, Danny Welbeck, but obviously with Newcastle already having two loans from the Premier League, there would be substantial cash bids. And I guess the answer to my next question is going to be very, very short, very quick. It's Anything not, in it? It's not going to happen because they, they are refusing to pay out big... They won't pay £10 million for Fernandes at Swansea, so they're not going to pay any more for a striker, unfortunately. I mean, Danny Ings has been linked many times, but he's actually been up here. I think I've already said it on this podcast came up here a couple of times Moldova move opted against it so yeah and the loan there's no going to be no loan business we know that for a fact I mean it's interesting what you say about the team I mean if you look at this game against Tottenham coming up again I mean you can almost go through I mean Dubravka's probably going to be in goal Yedlin's going to be right back Lascelles centre-half Kieran Clark, who's been here a while will probably be the second centre-half Dummel will be left back then he's got the same sort of uh, wing options as last season Key could come into midfield with Shelby. You have got Rondon, you have got Mudrill. So there is a couple of changes up front, but it's he's had to kind of just mix and match with, with the strikers. So the options are uh, pretty much the same as last year. The the difference being other teams have overtaken them and they've spent money. The likes of Wolves, the likes of Fulham, uh, Huddersfield, Brighton. Um, they've all shown more ambition than Newcastle in this window. And, you know... It, you can only do so much with the team even if you're Rafa Benitez you can only do so much and if they finish 10th this season that would be for me uh, almost miraculous the biggest frustration for me is you actually look at the players they've signed and I think the six players have signed at least the majority of them I think are reasonable additions it's just the fact that they haven't added to the depth they've replaced players who aren't there anymore or they've brought in players who've already had at the end of last season in Kennedy and Dubravka and so it's, as Benitez keeps saying at the point, if they get an injury or two, like they've got an injury to Lejeune, options just become extremely limited and there isn't the competition for players he wants in those positions. So the business that they've done, which Benitez and the club themselves will argue them as well, Benitez particularly has got, is really, really good business for the price they've paid. And yet they should, in theory, have had that money left over to bring in those other players and for whatever reason it hasn't happened as of yet. And in the last, what is it, the, just over five hours of the window left, is it going to happen? Well, I don't think it's going to be enough to really satisfy Benitez, that's for certain. A few more questions before we wrap up. I guess the most frustrating thing is, the most alarming thing, is that most of the players you mentioned there who probably will start on Saturday are the te- part of the team that got Newcastle promoted from the Championship. Yeah, that is a big worry. I mean, Rafa's really done a great job with, with the squad he's got in the last two years. He's, he's gone probably beyond what people expected to win the league to finish 10th it's just a miraculous achievement basically and I think um, he deserves all the credit um, you know he doesn't get it really outside of the North East does he people perceive what he says as moaning but you know Chris has been there in pre-season I've been there in pre-season you were there on Saturday you, you can get it you, you feel he's a genuine guy you, you know you, you can see what he's doing is for football reasons he's a football man and he's working for a club where the they're more business driven and they just see everything as pound signs and figures and it's just it's a bad mix with the exit of Ivan Tony to Peterborough 
that's another what I think it's six hundred fifty thousand is reported uh, transfer fee. So that would bring Newcastle Newcastle's incomings in terms of money to about twenty five million. The questions are where where has that money gone? Well, it's a very good question. I made the point earlier in the summer that even if Newcastle tried to argue that the hundred twenty three million pounds they got just from the Premier League last season, so that doesn't include match revenue and, and other things, have already gone. It was already spent on wages and whatnot. Well, they got 40-odd to 50 million from the Premier League last month, which was a, the first part of the TV money for this year. Transfers this summer, even if some are uh, in instalments, they've got some fees from it. And yet Newcastle have ended in what is in theory profit. So these big question, these are big questions. I sat down with Lee Charnier in the summer and asked him about the accounts. He said to me then, Rafa, we've backed Rafa Benitez and we will back him again. Well, Rafa Benitez, when I asked him that question directly last month, Basically, he couldn't answer the question. He didn't want to eat because he wanted to remain diplomatic. He just couldn't answer that because he knows for a fact that, in his opinion, he hasn't been backed. So these questions need to be put to the club again. We need a proper sit down with the manager director, whereby it's or whoever is going to answer the questions. If that be Ashley or Justin Barnes, whereby we can ask all the questions, everything, without it being restricted, and then we may start to get some idea of of what the club's policy is. Final two questions. First of all, on. The potential for the youngsters who remain at the club to get some first team action if Newcastle don't bring in a full back, if Newcastle don't bring in a centre back. You've got Joseph Yarny, you've got Jamie Stout, who looked like his career was over at Newcastle, his feature in, in, in pre season. If Newcastle don't bring in a full back, then he most likely or probably will be the, the cover, maybe. Well, it would be unfair to judge Joseph Yarny too much because he's a young player who hasn't got a lot of experience he's coming in the first team he's done well he's done okay in pre-season in fact he's probably done a little bit more than okay but to throw him in in the deep end of the Premier League is a, it's a huge ask he needs to you know Paul Dummett will be the first one to tell you going out on loan is the best thing you know, it saved his Newcastle career he went to Gateshead he went to St Mirren and he just got that uh, sort of regular football that you need being around first team players learning and he just knows that that puts you in such great stead, even in the Premier League. Um, you know, Jamie Sterry's more of a right footed player, so he's more of a right back. So the big problem is, and Rafa's already pointed this out, is if Paul Dummett gets injured, he's left with Mankio, who's a right footed utility kind of left back. He can play on either side, but it's not really his right foot. So is that what you want in the in the, at the Premier League level? You, you don't Kennedy can play there as well, but he's not really a left back although he has got the left foot so yeah it's you shouldn't have these problems at a, at a Premier League club Do you foresee any of the youngsters going out on loan I mean we talk of Woodman you know Dan Bollesa yeah. there's a lot of youngsters who could benefit from yeah. first team football going out but then again we talk about injuries if injuries do strike mm-hmm. have Newcastle got the depth to, to afford to let these players go on loan well Woodman is pushing to go out on loan today Um you pushing to go out on loan earlier in the summer he's been wanting to go out since July really hasn't been given that opportunity um, you know the window does remain open for loan players we all know that but at the end of the day um, if you're a, if you're going to an AFL club now as a goalkeeper then you're going to be sitting on the bench because they've already established who, who they've got unless a team's had someone who's had an absolute nightmare in the first few games then you're going to be sitting on the bench and, and waiting for your turn so it's just a missed opportunity sadly um, and I, I find that really baffling for a, a goalkeeper that's tipped to go on to, to get an England cap who's rated very highly by Gareth Southgate all that sort of thing that he could end up languishing in the under 23s and 
I mean, chance I won him playing the Checker Trade Trophy because they clash with the England games, the don't games, they? Yeah, so, you know, so why is why why what's your understanding? Why has he not yet been allowed to go out on run? Well, that would be the big question for the powers that be. Um, I, I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to say what I've heard because then that's that's just hearsay. But you know, from from what I understand, is that the player wants to go go out on loan, um, but. Well, the reasons he's been given would have to be answered by the people at the very top. And as for senior outgoings, you've got the likes of Sawi Hayden's still pushing to, to leave due to family reasons. Um, I mean, any senior players you, you think will be gone um, by 5pm tonight? Obviously, we know that Sawi has got till the end of the month if he goes to Turkey or what have you, but... Well, that's a complicated matter, and I think that the issue with the likes of Savi and Lazar is that um, I think a few of the few managers have said this privately early in the window that because the English window closes early, essentially agents can can wait for as long as they want to get get the best deal for them and their client. Because English clubs will then almost have a, a gun to their head once the the window shuts. So, I mean, Savi could go today, and Lazar could go today. But I think that we're more likely to wait until later in the window. The likes of, of Hayden, if Hayden doesn't go today, which I don't expect because Benitez doesn't want to lose him and rightly doesn't think he's going to get another player in because they're struggling to get the other ones, I, I can't see him going. Um, the same, I know people keep talking about Lascelles and if a big bid comes in, well, Newcastle have got very little time to certainly replace him. We know it happened with Carroll a few years ago, but Benitez, for one, will be trying to prevent any senior player like that leaving because Newcastle need to keep the limited resources they have. That's where the whole club would sort of hit almost going to ruin because if say Newcastle get a bid at 3 o'clock today of 50 million full of sales and Mike Ashley says he's going and Rafa Benitez argues I get the final say on transfers not you and Ashley then contractually almost overrules him the whole place is in complete disarray and Rafa Benitez is in a position where he can actually say you breach the contract um, you know then the league managers association are involved that Lascelles situation could, you know, really tip the balance, and it's what nobody wants it. But if they get a bid for fifty million, then uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens, really, from a, from a media point of view. But you know, it could be on on the same scale as Kevin Keegan in two thousand and eight. Just briefly, quite interesting that he's come out yesterday and said, you know, if I was in charge of this club, I'd be making him the most happiest man at the mm. club. Mm. It's not every day you get your captain coming out and and being. As brutally honest as that? Well, it's like money talks, though, doesn't it? If, if, I mean, we know Man United manager Mourinho's come out today and said they're not going to bring any more business. But say, for an example, because we're allowed to do it on here, say Man United come in with £50 million and say Lascelles, we want you to be our player at Manchester United. That For, for a player who's got no North East connections isn't a local lad that has got to be a decision you have to make you don't turn Man United down do you so that's a tough one do you think the situation with Benitez again briefly this might be a small podcast but the, the situation with Benitez is do you think it is affecting Lascelles obviously with what he said well I think that Jamal Lascelles' long term future at Newcastle United is inextricably linked with that of Rafa Benitez and as tensions continue to rise and as we go further and further into the final year of Benitez's contract, then long-term doubts have to remain. I think Lascelles is committed to Newcastle for now because Benitez is here, but should Benitez go, should the club not show any ambition, Lascelles has, regarded as one of the best English centre-backs around, rightly should be starting to think about is this the club he wants to be at. 
Grand. So, but the cells here after five pm? Yes, I think so. Probably just yeah. And uh, Marlon to come in. Do you think you do you think he will get his work permit sorted? Hard to say really well on that one. It's I mean very very complicated and complex um, situations work permit. So Chris, other than Marlon, let's just say hopefully he does get it. Anyone else you think will come in? Will Newcastle? Get, get a second sign in the day. Well, I know we know Benitez wants a centre-back and a left-back now given the fact there's less than five hours in the window if they get one in I think they've not done well because they've done awful in the window but they'll be doing well from now to get one in which I still don't think will be enough to satisfy Benitez mm-hmm. Well thank you very much for listening this was recorded just before midday so things can change so don't hate Twitter to tell us this change we will know but head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news thank you How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast and this is a Staycast from Acast. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.